Welcome everyone and Happy New Year again to welcome to 2024 and and I am very grateful for all of you who have been following this platform and for all of your support, especially in liking and subscribing things and sharing, sharing. That's the most important thing because it feels where I'm, I'm personally mo motivated when I know that I'm making sense and connecting with you. And today we are very grateful that um, I can uh, have the presence of attorney Steve Junkus, who is the lead attorney for the grand jury taking place in this website, beyondthecon.com. And with me also, I'm super excited that I also have attorney David Meiswinkle. And attorney David Meiswinkle is with the National Arm, which, is, which stands for National American Renaissance or Res Renaissance, could be revolution, it could be, you know, whatever good thing that R stands for. But anyway, so because we're just going through these difficult times and the difficult times really is a lot of opportunities to make everything go better, okay? Um, so thank you for all, all these uh, beautiful and powerful lawyers who are with me. And the main thing that I have uh, decided in terms of when I decided to do this platform, and it's been since 2020, is that uh, I grew up with a notion and with experience in from the Philippines that we're being um, manipulated with propaganda is like 24-7. So I know that for a fact, and that's kind of embedded. So it's easy for me going away from America to like not fall into the trap. So here I am. And the most important thing of this platform is I don't want to have that omission of truth. And because omission is again, one of the key elements that people who or the elites who will do the propaganda for us. So I brought to you today the presence of attorney Steve Junkers and David Meiswinkle, who is co-hosting me because he's also doing very similar thing or if not, they everyone can collaborate. So this podcast is also inviting or I'm, I'm challenging all the other lawyers to please work together, coordinate with them, because as far as um, the last podcast that we've had with Judge, Ma, Judge Nally, he said, you know, it takes at least three lawyers to come together and really like, you know, hit it from all angles. And for those who have not listened to the other podcast, remember, since December, there's already the live stream from the Beyond the Con, and that was the December 5 live stream. So if you go to their website, beyondthecon.com, you can subscribe and read, even re listen to that replay. And I've hosted them also on November 28th. And after that, I just dedicated myself and this podcast that I said every month or so, I will really focus on there and follow what they're doing. Because now is the time that we could make things people or institutions when we can for you know for that accountability and 
you know, what I want the law to be on my side. And so we, the people, we are all together in the grand jury education. So thank you again. And um, for attorney John, uh, Stephen Junkus, just remember his website is www.junkus.net also. So do, do that and follow him there as well. Uh, what else can I say? Well, let's just say that, let me start with a bio again, a little bit bio of uh, uh, Attorney Junkus. Stephen is an Oregon attorney who has recently dedicated his practice to combating tyranny. And Steve has lawsuits challenging Oregon's vaccine and mask mandates, the constitutionality of mail-in voting, the Oregon Medical Board's tyrannical regulations of physicians, and his work really did not begin just like in 2020. If you go to his website, you know that he's been really helping people to in opening their minds and being awake of what too much government is doing to people. So Oregon's restriction of the Second Amendment rights and um, barriers, barriers to citizen access to prevent evidence of crimes to federal grand juries. So you can read more about that at junkers.net and also beyond the con. Attorney Junkers, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> oh, hold on, young attorney. Okay. Now you're unmuted. Thank you for having me. So what when I was preparing this morning, Attorney Junkers, I just was kind of listening to, you know, the late, he just passed away, John Pilger. You know, he's a great document. He's a great investigative journalist. And that brought me to the memory of how the Vietnam War was created and what had become of Vietnam. And, but most of the time people forget those things. And that's why I thought, you know, would it be, it, would it make sense for some people to think that everything is over and just we could move on and not be engaged in the things that we need to do of what happened in the past four years? Because we're going now to the fourth year of the mandates. And I, I do remember John Pilger in that documentary film always asking, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? So that question that was asked uh, regarding the Vietnam War, for me, that is also um, applies to the questioner. Is, was that so-called pandemic worth it? Was this, is this continuing vaccines worth it? Is it worth it not to just say anything? So I'd like to start with that thought and and or just ask what you think about that and then lead us to all the key points that you wanted to share because this platform is truly for you and the others who are moving forward for accountability well uh i i dearly want to get back to uh normal it'd be nice to do that um, we can't though. We can't because um, we we are under the thumb of a regime 
that wants to control us. And the vaccine, um, the, the, the COVID itself was a bioweapon that was intentionally spread, I believe. Uh, it was created by humans with, with um, uh, funding from the United States. I'm in the midst of reading um, Robert F. Kennedy's Jr.'s book, um, uh, Wuhan, uh, the Wuhan book. Um, and it's just amazing how, how the government has proceeded with these extremely dangerous expen uh, experiments, uh, seeking to make bioweapons, uh, giving our technology to the communist Chinese to, to um, uh, a lab run by the communist, uh, the PR, the, the, the Chinese military, um, and then it spreads to the world. A manufactured vaccine, and then I mean a manufactured uh, virus, and then along came the vaccines, which were amazingly quick uh, and amazingly dangerous. So what what is going on with all this? And the the you have to reach the conclusion that we are in a battle with our own government for our freedom. Um, this is what has happened is with the vaccines in particular, it's, it's killed millions of people, estimated up to 17 million people worldwide. This, this is the greatest crime against humanity ever. This is worse than the Holocaust. And we are witness to it. We are witness to a new Holocaust. And it's, it's really hard to wrap your arms around because this is the United States of America, the land of the free, home of the brave. How can this happen to us? And it's, it's, it's mind boggling, but you can't, uh, the facts are the facts. We have unprecedented increase in, um, mortality unprecedented the insurance companies are seeing it uh ed dowd's book uh is a is a terrific expose of the increase in sudden deaths i i, I a month ago i saw a statistic that just stunned me um for every unvaccinated person who died suddenly, there are 1,000 vaccinated people who die suddenly. That is an amazing statistic. And it's killed, we've killed 17 million around the world. And there needs to be an accounting for that. Now, uh, looking back at the 1940s in Germany, many, many Germans had no idea that what was going on in their own country. They, they when, when the death camps were liberated, that many Germans uh, couldn't believe it. They just, they just didn't want to believe it. 
And we're, and we're suffering from the same thing today. People do not want to believe that this has been this bad. But the, the, we, can't, we can't escape from the facts. Yeah, and I believe there's countless evidence already. So it's really just up to us to do something about it. And I'm super glad when I really uh, got connected that this is you know, the grand jury uh, investigation is going on in the in Oregon and of course super glad also that suddenly I learned about David Mayeswinkle nationalarm.org you know that he's doing so um and and David please feel free to interject anytime because more than ever I want I even sent this link to all my lawyer families in the Philippines because some so many lawyers are still sleeping or under the rock as I you know we always say so we could always use a lot of them and also the uh, law students as well so um and and what do you say what can you say also attorney junkers that it's not we're not even uh, active enough or when i say we majority of people are not calling or majority of the states are not calling to stop the mandates or the, or the vaccines mandates because if you mentioned about the 17 million worldwide and the 600,000 i believe in america so that's not going to stop increasing it will just continue so perhaps you could share your thoughts and again david please feel free so part of the problem is how how big this problem is. I mean, it's really hard to to uh, to accept that uh, this much evil has occurred in our own country, and uh, it's also hard to accept that um, uh, people were wrong. I mean, so many people got the jab because they thought they were doing the right thing. And it's hard to accept that that um, when you that that was really the wrong thing to do. That they injected themselves with a bioweapon, and it's dramatically affected their health uh, for many people. Um, and so these are hard things, hard truths, and people you know do not want to understand, uh, do not want to resist uh, accepting it. So that's part of the problem. Is this 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 uh, crime is so huge that uh, people just resist um, understanding what happened. You know, uh, if I could add, uh, Steve, I, my sentiments are, I agree with you totally what you said thus far. Uh, I'm familiar with Ed Dow and the uh, statistics he has to show that the, the amount of people that are dying is, uh, is incredible. The insurance companies are very concerned about that. Uh, uh, ironically, I just got that book too, Wuhan, <laughs> just started reading it. Mm -hmm. uh, the National American Renaissance Movement, in which I'm the president, uh, one of our advisors is Francis Boyle. He uh, authored the uh, Biological Anti-Terrorist Treaty that was unanimously signed in 1989 and, uh, and then uh, approved by George Bush. Uh, he was one of the first to say it's a bioweapon. So when you say it's a bioweapon, uh, we've studied that. 
Uh, we have on our board uh, Joe Sansone, who is a doctor down in Florida. He's leading Ban the Jab in Florida through the Republican Party. In fact, his his resolution has been accepted, I believe, through the uh, Idaho Republican Party. Uh, uh, and we also have Anna, Dr. Anna Malcha, who is probably the cutting edge uh, doctor, one of them in the world, that has actually studied the contents of what's in these vaccines through dark field microscopy, uh, special equipment, microscopes, etc., which is quite frightening. Uh, what she does is she takes this to not only this the gangster level, racketeering level, the global problem we have with these uh, evil people, but she takes it to uh, the level where you have to, when you look at the contents, what she's seen in their circuitry, uh, micro dots or quantum dots, hydrogels that are, are basically self-sustaining and growing uh, with the uh, increasing number of people that are dying from strokes and stuff like that. Uh, she's putting it in a context of transhumanism and the global and uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. So uh, when we uh, developed our grand jury petition, uh, it went uh, thus far. We're trying to do a template that we could put into all the states because we think we get better action in the states like Florida or Texas and other states. But uh, we uh, want to uh, alert law enforcement, because uh, people don't realize the seriousness of what you said. And basically what I'm saying, this is the crime of all times. And you mentioned 17 million dead. I've seen that too in a recent interview with a, uh, I think it was uh, Tucker Carlson had an interview with a, uh, a scientist. But that doesn't account for what's going to happen in the future, because we don't know the long-term effects. So that could be way more devastating, right? Yeah. So I'm going to sit back and listen to what you have to say. I, I've seen a little bit of your background, and it's really, really incredibly interesting uh, as a lawyer and, and before you were a lawyer. But uh, I uh, I sympathize. I just want to tell you that, you know, you're in friendly confines here as far as uh, I identify with what you're saying, and I do realize the seriousness of it. And the grand jury is one of the ways to maybe remedy, and, and, and that's a question we deal with our organization, is how to get this into a grand jury, this evidence. And I'll sit back now and, and, and basically listen to you and, and, and Grace, and when I have a comment, I'll interject it. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, David, I know uh, I've talked to Dr. Sansone. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I took his template for um, uh a declaration uh that, that this was a bioweapon and uh, that one page declaration he had and i got it passed through our clackamas county my home county uh, republican party in oregon um it hasn't gone beyond that uh, oregon is a very blue state but um so i'm familiar with uh dr sansung um i haven't looked at uh, his uh, the details of the grand jury petition. I'm aware of those because I follow his Substack. Right. What we tried. What we tried to do um, in Oregon was petition the federal district court in Oregon to refer us to a grand jury. Uh, we, uh, Dr. Ely, who's the lead plaintiff 
Senator Linthicum, who's a state senator, and Senator Thatcher, who's another state senator in Oregon, um, are the plaintiffs. And we petitioned the court to refer uh, us to a grand jury so that a grand jury could view our evidence um, of crimes committed by uh, top um, the, the leadership of the NIH and the CDC. Um, principally, it is they they changed well, among the things they did was they changed the the definition on uh, instructions of how to fill out a death certificate in March of 2020. Um, the result of that was a dramatic increase in the number of reported COVID deaths because the change they made was if, if, the, if the deceased uh, tested positive for COVID, you put COVID at the top as the cause of death which, you know, just exploded the number of COVID deaths. You know, looking at it from a, from, from a distance, it appears they wanted to generate lots of dead bodies so they scare the hell out of people. And they did that by manipulating government data. That's a crime. It's also a crime to do that without going through the process of uh, review through the federal register. Uh, so that's just one of the things they did. And we we pursued that in the District of Oregon. Of course, we got dismissed and we appealed to the Ninth Circuit. Uh, we were gonna have oral argument um, last month and they canceled oral argument, uh, but they've not ruled yet. We don't have an opinion yet from the, from the Ninth Circuit. Before I was involved with the National American Renaissance Movement, I was, uh, uh, President and Executive Director of the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. And when we started our, uh, back in 2018, we developed a grand jury petition and we took it into the Southern District in Manhattan. And uh, U.S. Attorney then Berman had reviewed it. He said he did and he would comply with the law, which was our understanding he was gonna present it, the evidence, <laughs> which he never did. And it took five years to litigate it. And, and eventually uh, it was, uh, request was taken up to the Supreme Court and they, they wouldn't take it. So we had been, before we started our attempts there, and we had some good attorneys on that uh, uh, board, uh, we had a, a William Pepper in there who was a fairly well-known attorney and he had been involved in the, the RFK assassination and the Martin Luther King assassination, things of that nature. And had done you know, a lot of work in there. He told us at a board meeting, you will never get anywhere in the federal government. You know, we didn't necessarily believe him. We, we tried. Uh, before I left, we did probably the best work we did was on the anthrax attacks after 9-11, right after, where the FBI concluded that Dr. Bruce Ivins was the suspect. And we did thorough investigation there. We even had the head of the FBI, Richard Lambert, he came in and uh, was with us for two and, a, two and a half hours. He became a whistleblower. He was obstructed by the FBI in his own investigation that he was in charge of. And uh, he told us he had, uh, couldn't tell us in detail, but he had 16 pages that would have exonerated Bruce Ivins. And then we talked to Ivins' uh, co-worker, the three of them colonels at Fort Dietrich or Yosemite, and they confirmed that he was 
really straight guy and you know, it seemed like he was a patsy and we could take that we took the investigation up to at least to Vitell memorial and dugway proving ground that they had the capacity to do that and, uh and that was the likely direction the fbi should have been moving but they closed the case anyway all that evidence was submitted to the u.s attorney attorney general a u.s attorney down in washington at least before i left i believe we also sent it to all the uh, u.s senators and congress people and uh unfortunately i haven't heard that there was been any movement on that and that's for a couple of years now so i guess what i'm saying is that and i saw that your uh your suit in oregon was in the federal courts and uh what the strategy at least we've developed thus far is to try to find law enforcement in the state courts that want to take evidence and maybe it's not as corrupt it's not as uh, jaded there's a freer expression in that at that level so I, we see that recently the uh the uh, surgeon general latipo in florida right i believe he said it was a bioweapon it shouldn't be distributed in florida it'd be interesting what the governor says we see that uh, Attorney General Paxton uh, has uh, done some litigation against Pfizer. I believe it's in the state court. May you have to correct me. Uh, ironically, we had sent the petition we have uh, through Joe, Joe Sansone up to Florida. I mean, to Latipo as something he could friendly, you know, view. I don't know if he did. We also send it uh, to Texas to every district attorney there or every prosecutor. And we had to pay for the list. You can't get it automatically. I think it was like $125. And there's a lot of them, I, at least 240, I think, or more. And they all got it too, along with Paxton, although he was having a lot of problems at the time, and uh, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, the governor. And the governor, uh, he sent the green card back. We sent it to him certified. So we know that it reached them. We don't know if it had any impact whatsoever in the case that they're doing, but we did that. So I guess the question I have for you going forward is what is the, the best venue of jurisdiction to file these suits or to push them? Right now, we're looking for not so much as attorneys would be great, but we're looking for people who already are getting paid to do this. Right? They're already getting paid to represent the people, to, to uh, prosecute uh, violations of law and crimes and and we have listed on our grand jury petition 15 major crimes, all the way from treason to bioweapons to racketeering, of course, murder and fraud, etc. And we're trying just to sort of light, light, light bulb and somebody say, hey, wait, wait a second. This isn't a little accident. This isn't some negligence or some kind of tort case. This is outright sinister murder at the highest level possible. And uh, we're hoping that some patriotic person or you know, some uh, prosecutor or attorney general, governor, like what's going on, similar in Florida or Texas, will catch on elsewhere. And I would like to get you know your feeling as far as federal court versus state court. Probably do both, but where is it more likely we'll get a success? And what states beyond Texas and Florida and you're trying in Oregon, is there a better possibility to do that? Um, yeah, we looked at state court and we still are interested in, in doing, um, state court actions. Um, I, I think, uh, your 
idea of spreading this out everywhere is is a good one because you, you don't know in advance uh, where you might uh, win. There are some states um, that have relatively low thresholds for petitioning a grand jury, and uh, with with uh, you know very a low number of of citizens that need to sign the petition. Um, I, South Dakota and Nevada come to mind. I don't. I have a list somewhere of of those states in the criteria, um, and so those seem to be um, uh, good places to focus on because uh, you don't need to have a a campaign to find hundred thousand people to sign a petition. Um, the what's what's amazing to me about the slowness of even states like Texas and Florida is, is uh, why haven't they banned the jab yet in Florida? I mean, it, the, the, what's, what's taking them so long? I, I saw, you know, this general Lapido, Lapido, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, come out with what he said that it should, that it should be uh, shut down. Why haven't they shut it down? I mean, it's it's mind-boggling how slowly this is going. I and I appreciate the lawsuit that was filed by the Texas Attorney General against Pfizer. It's it was filed in state court. I just saw a day or so ago that the government is trying to remove it, the federal court. Um, I think that's a very important lawsuit. There's lots of important lawsuits, um, but what strikes me is the slowness. Um it's it's uh, just a sign of how much resistance there is in humans to understand um, the context that they're living in. They understand the crimes that have been committed against them because they don't want to believe it. Um, we have the, the human brain. I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and I'm an amateur one. Uh, but the human brain has got amazing ways to uh, rationalize things so that we can live with ourselves. And uh, I mean, we, same, we have the same brains as, as the people 300 years ago who were burning women at the stake because they were witches. And they believe that to be true. And you know, what they saw and witnessed couldn't change their mind. The horror of, of burning humans at the stake didn't change their minds until they ran out of women to burn. Um, so we're, we have, a, our psychology is, is, uh, makes us very tribal. And um, the, uh, the old saying, it's easier to fool a person than it is to persuade them they've been fooled, is, is uh, an understatement. Uh, I think. And so it is, it is, I think um, what we have to do is just continue to pound everywhere we can and press. You know, and, what you say is uh, I, I, certainly that you're fully right. There's that resistant that or denial. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of fear beneath it, but maybe the analysis and this vaccine allows us to make the analysis of what the problem is in our society. Because uh, previously, I don't think you see Fauci front and center like you did, or, or Gates front and center. And to me, that was like a uh, a weakness 
that they have something that they didn't want to show. They showed that out of weakness, I think. And what it did and what we've seen is the incredible corruption or the influence of, of globalism, which I, I, I take it to globalism to incredible vast amounts of uh, international monies and big uh, multinationals and uh, super families that uh, unfortunately, and you know, you can study it, it's pretty well documented, they control the media to a large extent. I mean, if we watch our football games this weekend, or you know, we'll probably see that uh, Pfizer is maybe the biggest commercial, uh, you know, advertiser there. And you'll see like uh, tight end uh, Kelsey from Kansas City advertising for Pfizer to take the COVID nineteen shot, and uh, or even take two one, take the flu, on top of it. And uh, I know, I mean, probably he's totally uneducated as to what you're saying and what I'm saying, what Grace knows, that these are weapons and a lot of people are getting hurt doing it. And now, and uh, even if it doesn't appear that you're injured, uh, doctors say you are, there's, there's these micro tears in your your veins and your arteries that maybe they'll catch up to you in a couple of years because we don't really know. But I guess when you look at the uh, institutions that we depend on, uh, like we did the, the government with the CDC and the FDA and NIH and IAID. Well, they are, I think, totally corrupted through big money. You look at the media, that's a history of them taking that over and also intelligence being involved in that through different operations like Mockingbird. And then you look at the platforms, the Internet platforms, and they've been all globalized. So the people most of them aren't looking at the alternative stuff that we're looking at which is where the i think the you know the protein is and the uh, the truth is uh they're looking at the junk food eating the junk food so we have a whole society it's not just like working out your body it's working out your mind and your spirit and when you work out through the media and what the the globalist organizations give us uh, and most people become addicted to that kind of food and therefore I guess I mean I'm trying to rationalize what you put forward before is why is this their lack of action I mean why is it some people get totally uh, incensed by it you can see the injustice right away and then you have all these states including even Florida you said why didn't they pull the trigger yet on it Maybe it has to do with the election coming up and things of that nature. You know, it's you know maybe it's a real tough situation. I I saw that the other day though. I, I usually don't watch it. I did watch the, uh, the Republican debate, which is a uh, you know <laughs> again I, I I don't like to watch it, but I thought let me get up on what they're doing, and the, and the, the governor of Florida said there will be a reckoning. He said he mentioned Fauci. I was surprised that wasn't in a question. He volunteered it. He said it. Uh, we'll see if he follows up on it and what he means by it, a reckoning. That's like, whoa, you know, but he, he said that. Now, I live in New Jersey, which is, you know, they made all Rutgers students get vaccines. If you want to go to Rutgers University, the state university. And I know the attorney that uh, represented him, Julio Gomez, I think it's under appeal now. And uh, 
I mean, that's so outrageous. It's, you know, one of the things we mentioned in our grand jury petition is the fraud. And, uh, and one of the biggest areas, I think, was the emergency use authorization, right, where you had uh, very good treatments in hydroxychloroquine ivermectin that had uh, miracle ivermectin, I think, in 2015, got the Nobel Peace Prize or Nobel Prize. And uh, you had alternatives to these uh, experimental gene therapies. My God. And how a university professor can mandate that on the student body and on Rutgers students for the whole state is, is almost beyond me. Other than it's also the home of Johnson & Johnson. Uh, Squibb is, has a big headquarters uh, in New York with a lot of workers in New Jersey, or, or Pfizer does. And so it's New Jersey has a lot of pharmaceuticals. So I mean, maybe that's it. And they have alumnus that would uh, probably promote that. But I guess uh, it's a it's a mystery. And you wait for the the, the hundredth monkey syndrome, where every all of a sudden people are going to say, "Wait a second, I've been lied to. These people are, are are criminals, or I have been injured." I mean, the various statistics tell you know a startling story, even though it's only one to ten percent that the people are dying, becoming disabled, and we probably all know people or situations where people have been injured by these vaccines. Why people aren't waking up yet? It may be because it hasn't been made an issue yet by any of the legitimate political parties. I mean, if the Republican Party made it an issue, uh, maybe people would wake up to it. The Democratic Party will not likely make it an issue, but maybe we need a new political party, right? To, to That would be one of the keystones there as far as the truth to people in reference to their medical health and stuff. Before, I want to add to this conversation and also in response to what Attorney Jacques mentioned about the slowness of the people's, you know, understanding or being awake. Um, you know, what we have to remember for me as a holistic nurse and I still remember mental health was my highest in my boards in nursing, and is that we just forgot, we forgot, we forgot how powerful we are ourselves. And the difference also is intention. See, those who have nefarious intentions know that they have nefarious intentions. So they just bombarded us in all aspects. So now I am just inviting people to remember who you are, who we are connected, and what is our multidimensionality. Because when you do that, then you could really draw on that beyond just the mental health or beyond all this bombardment exploded to us. 24 7 whether we're sleeping whether we are awake so people please remember that because i always say that hey you could use the same tactics or even updated the tactics that the enemy did and then and slightly but being conscious that we are powerful beyond our imagination or be, beyond what we were taught that's a key and look Look, words are powerful. I want to share this talking point that I got from 
attorney junkers, and these are key points that I want you to take away. Because this is powerful. Look, the first one that he wrote to me is that grand juries are empowered to investigate crimes identified by any source, independent constitutional pictures, not of any branch of government and designed to preserve civil liberties. So how many people remember that? I'm not even American, but I know how it feels to claim your civil liberty. So I pass it on to Attorney Junkus. I think one answer to um, why things are not moving faster is that propaganda is very powerful. It works. And the, you know, most people are, are glued to their TV on, on major network TV or CNN, and they get this constant barrage of propaganda. Uh, I like to say that, you know, Russians know when they read Pravda, they're reading government propaganda. But readers of the New York Times don't know when the Washington Post do not know that that is full of government propaganda. Um, and that's that's their tools for communicating to people. And and, uh, you know, recently I've I've seen some uh, reflections back um, and I forget what it was in the 70s or maybe it was the 80s. Uh, there was another uh, vaccine that was on the market and didn't stay mm -hmm. on the market very long because uh, 60 Minutes had a piece on it and, ex and exposed the um, the uh, uh, the scientists, the, the the experts, the tyranny of the experts. These experts didn't really know what they were talking about, and there were a few deaths, and there were some a few people who were um, uh, were, were uh, incapacitated, uh, and they they took it off the market. But they'll never they'll never do anything like that again on 60 Minutes. So, so it's not on 60 Minutes. It's not on your nightly news. This is on the nightly news, on ABC, NBC, CBS. There'd be a massive uproar across the country because that's that would that's what gets through to people now, uh, or even for has been. Now it, maybe it's also on on uh, Facebook. If Facebook allowed. Um, uh, True, true information <laughs> to be disseminated and didn't didn't suppress it. Um, it's it's overcoming this this um, censorship uh, by the media and overcoming the media refusal to talk about it. The media refuses to talk about the massive increase in deaths we've had in tw since twenty twenty one, and which is in itself. Uh, an indication of guilt because um, they would be interested in um, uh, 60,000 young people dying, a Vietnam-sized event in just six months in the second half of 2021. 60,000 people in the United States, young people, died. Same amount that we lost in Vietnam. Radio silence in the press. Why? Because the only answer is the vaccines caused that. And the, the press is controlled by pharma, by, by advertising dollars. As you pointed out, you see these advertisements all the time on the major networks. 
they they need those advertising dollars and so they're not going to cross they're not going to do anything to criticize the pharmaceutical companies that's we need to stop allowing advertisement by the pharmaceutical companies um, on television um so overcoming that the the propaganda and this is this is a uh, what uh, my um, Dr. Malone has called the fifth generation war. It is our government in war with with this people. And it's not a kinetic war. It's a war for our minds. They studied extensively how to propagandize us. There are over a thousand papers written on how to persuade people to take the jab. And you, you saw it all deployed. I mean, the and, and the smoking gun on why this is criminal conduct by the government was their, um, their attacks on ivermectin, one of the safest drugs ever used. You know, if, if, I think it's five billion people have used it around the world. It's, it's used like, like candy in Africa because it, it has a very important, um, uh, it treats um, uh, diseases that are common in Africa. Um, yet they, they, they smeared it as horse paste. Um, it, it's just the, um, Dr. Corey's book, The War on Ivermectin is an amazing, is an amazing expose of the, effort by the government and universities and media to attack ivermectin because if ivermectin was and it was it is a miracle drug to treat covid if that became widely known they couldn't have their eua or emergency use authorizations for the vaccines the vaccines would have to be taken off the market the the um and and our government the criminals in our government did not want that to happen. And it, the why, why are they doing this is, is it just goes down to very dark places. Um, why, why there are good people. I mean, there are good people in the CDC, in the NIH. Why are they doing this to us? It's, it's very hard to understand, but it's, but it's, um, we can't we can't ignore the facts of what's happening to us i just have a quick response to what you said before um before david responds again so i know you mentioned dr malone and may perhaps others but what i want again people to remember is we have the ability or if not we have to cultivate the ability to be discerning because not every Let's just say that bomb, propaganda can come in from in from from the mainstream. It can come from the alternative media, but learn to discern and think is what they're saying again, putting fear on us. Okay, because as far as I know, if Dr. Malone doesn't ask, doesn't move on to stopping the mandate, so and again, not just Dr. Malone, other people. So. What I was really appreciative of this grand jury investigation for Bianca Khan and from David 
Meiswinkel's national arm is it's moving us away from fear. Okay, so those sometimes be careful. We all have to be careful who we're listening to. And for now, I know that these two lawyers, I trust much that you can please listen and but don't you don't have to believe everything that we say, but you use your own discernment. So I pass it on, I yield to David. 1976, when the swine flu vaccine, I believe killed 25 people or 50 people, and they took it off the market, which is remarkable. Uh, it's so remarkable. And it shows, I think, how the uh, pharmaceuticals have gained their control over the media uh, for, for not, not to have happened now. Uh, there are, as you mentioned, Steve, so many people that have died within a short period of time. You have a Vietnam uh, catastrophe in, in deaths in a short period of time, and people aren't really alerted to it. I think part of maybe within the organizations they work, there's a compartmentalization maybe. Uh, that's always a key way to, to so that people really don't know what they're involved in because they don't see the entire picture. For our uh, grand jury petition, you mentioned uh, uh, Dr. Corey's book, and I've read that in the number of them, and they're all exhibits for us. I mean, if we go to the grand jury, we have them, Corey's book, McCullough's book, Malone's book, Mercola's book, uh, Dr. Peter Bregan's book on the global predators. He's one of our advisors. I don't know if you know that. He's a prominent psychiatrist in the country. Uh, he's a big social critic, him and his wife, Ginger. And uh, he was responsible for getting rid of lobotomies in the United States, I yeah. believe. A lot of the uh, work that they were doing, and uh, I think he was very much against Prozac and, and yeah. things of that nature and that kind of surgery on people's brains. So he's very advanced thinking. Well, his book is involved. Robert Kennedy Jr.'s first book is involved, too. Uh, we, we quote from all those books, and we use them as, as some of the sources that we built our grand jury petition on. This, before we even wrote it, we wanted to see what these guys were saying. So all of them are amazing uh, doctors. You know, I read an article recently, uh, which was was kind of good article in a way because it said that, and this is what I'm what I was saying about maybe they overstepped themselves. I kind of think that Donald Trump threw them off a little because I think they wanted Hillary Clinton in there, uh, uh, you know, and and they speeded things up or did something more sloppy than they would have done. But uh, the uh, I'm trying to for the point all well, the point is that by uh, persecuting all these amazing doctors they brought them all sort of together because all these people were part of the system that we're criticizing because the system was compartmentalized they didn't see the system for what it's worth until their their ethics their value system their true being a doctor and that true hippocratic oath of not hurting and healing took came forth. Uh, a friend of mine who was on our anthrax committee, uh, Merle Nass, uh, she lost her life in Maine. And uh, she's an expert in bioweapons has testified before Congress. And it was for the most part, prescribing hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Mm -hmm. Life-saving medicines. If you can, you know, it, it's hard to believe. You almost want to go up there and, and, and arrest the very people that are setting up these tribunals because they're nothing but tribunals and put them in jail for a long time. 
mm-hmm. for being so stupid or being so corrupt. It it just it it boggles the mind, and it's in so many states right now. That that type of mentality, that stupidity or evilness, that, that is is just so low vibration, and it takes these incredible people, and now they basically all they're out there. They're the, the key, I think, will be because they're all so amazing, <laughs> so incredible. You have a, a tendency to be able to galvanize an organization around you a little bit, but the key is to bring all those organizations together and all those people together in one great type of maybe movement or organization, and that would have a lot of power. And and because they've been punished for being good. <laughs> The system has punished them for being good. They know what the system's about now. They're turning the tables on them with, like with the who, right? The, the, the big mandates for uh, the who, uh, giving them the power over our, our bodies, our, the medical power, the medical sovereignty. That's a big issue now. And uh, it, perhaps it wouldn't have been a big issue if this didn't happen and we were sleeping. So maybe it did and you know, wake us up, and and we're only the tip. You know, it's it's easy to say, well, people are waking now, and they're not to the extent we want. But maybe a year from now they will be, and hopefully it's not too late. And maybe this is just the beginning of the great awakening and the new renaissance. And we talk about National American Renaissance movement. We're talking about a new renaissance in all facets of the society. So in in that regard, that's that's my comment, Grace. Uh, you know, a, a great evil has happened, but people, important people see it. Important people that were in the system and didn't see it before, even though they were good people. And now because they've been penalized, they've lost their teaching positions, they've lost their ability to be doctors or whatever, now they see it. And in a way, that's a big plus, even though they're the martyrs, you know, the first string of casualties, major casualties, in, in a sense, that maybe bring us back to our common sense. And we'll get that third eye operating so we will see through their, all their illusions and fakery, and then we'll be able to reconstitute our country because it's it's gone too far the wrong way. We have to bring it back. It's going to take a lot of effort to do that. But with all those people that, that, that I've referred to and, and, and you know, people like us, I think, and others, uh, I think that can be done. Um, Attorney Junkers, in addition to your response to uh, Attorney Meiswinkle, I wonder if you could please expand on this other talking point. And for me, the key takeaway that I want this podcast to, to have is the court's rules allow citizens to prevent evidence of crimes to a grand jury. Sorry. In, in- in, in general, I have a lot of optimism about um, our movement to overcome uh, these crimes. Um, in, in Costa Rica, they're looking at Nuremberg trials, which is what needs to happen. We need to have a Nuremberg 2.0 uh, trial. We have in, in Italy, the, the uh, chief medical officer is being investigated for murder, for murder, for crimes committed because he covered up the danger of the vaccines. Um, New Zealand has a new government that is um, 
investigating, looking into uh, these crimes. I think um, uh, that that there are uh, there's progress being made. It's, it's slower than I would like. Um, the in terms of um, you know what we're trying to do, both of us use the grand jury um, tool is there the grand jury it was historically had both a shield and a sword function the shield function is well known um it's, it's supposed to shield you know accused um defendants from overzealous prosecution uh so the prosecutor has to go to a grand jury and persuade this group of citizens that he has enough evidence to prosecute a particular individual. The sword function has not been used. It's fallen into disuse, but the sword function is to investigate crimes by the government. And um, so the grand jury has um, historically um, a function to do that where they can um uh, investigate a crime no matter who informed them of the crime doesn't have to be a prosecutor they can it's they're independent from the judiciary they're independent from the prosecution branch they're not part of the executive branch um they're designed the whole purpose is designed to preserve individual liberties so what do you do what does a free people do when um our, it is our government that is the criminal. And our government is uh, is uh, executing crimes against the people. Uh, well, one way to attack that is through the grand jury. You know, point. Uh, Judge Paley was on uh, not too long ago on Grace's show, and uh, the question was posed to him about uh, I believe it was 1948. And uh, you could bring uh, charges through, uh, of course, we know the grand jury, but through presentments. And that uh, that's what's in the Constitution, the Fifth Amendment. They bring the crimes to presentments or through uh, uh, a grand jury. And that meant you didn't need a uh, district attorney, a prosecutor. The people, there's the people's court. The people could do that. So what you, you just said here is that about crimes against the government, uh, I think, uh, you know, the grand jury is not alert, and most attorneys aren't alert. Most people in the country is that they have that power to investigate the government. Uh, in before 1940, I think it was kind of that was way lots of times you did it. You needed the attorney or you know, some prosecuting attorney, you brought them in, but you didn't need it to start an investigation. I know they did that in New York with the rackets and stuff like that in the early days, and uh, I think they did it from the founding of the country, et cetera, that the people had more say in their investigations. Now it seems that the attorney general or the prosecutors there are often to obstruct that type of investigation. Now you mentioned about the uh, the Nuremberg hearings and things of that nature. One of our friends was Reiner Fulmich, or still is our, our friend Reiner Fulmich, probably did more than any other attorney to uh, uh, interview and investigate and get the important information out to the public and uh he was uh i think he totally illegally apprehended in mexico taken to germany i believe he's still in prison or in jail 
Uh, I don't think they have like the bail like we have. Uh, and uh, I think he's basically been set up. But he was preparing to do something similar to that. And he was on a program with myself, or Joe Sansone, Dr. Animal Halch, Peter Bregan, and attorney, one of our other attorneys, Michael Diamond. We had a, a nice presentation uh, probably about a, three or four weeks before he was arrested. So uh, that is a real injustice in the world right now as far as Reiner Fumi should be made free. Uh, we talk about the uh, the globalists and the power that control the media. And, 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 and correctly, you say that, you know, people are waking up and keep on going. And we, uh, maybe we can wake everybody up. But here's the thing that I'm always leery of and aware of, and I'm sure you are too, is that uh, thus far we've been dancing to their music. They they have, you know, it's like we're dancing to their music and we have to set the music. The problem in some regards is that they have the agenda. I mean, some people thought there was going to be another uh, pandemic and maybe there still is going to be one with another disease. Maybe there's going to implode economies uh, so all this stuff not relevant in, on, in the face of it, although it's still relevant because people are worrying about their jobs, uh, the dollar, uh, you know, this new digital currency they want to bring in. Maybe it'll be a war with China or someone else or in the Middle East or in Ukraine. Uh, and who knows what other scenarios they have. They probably have 10 different or more uh, uh, war game scenarios that they can enact and make us dance to it, and they control the media. So I think we always have to keep that in mind. Somehow we have to create the action that makes them dance or move to our, our actions because uh, they are going to be desperate. They have been exposed. Fauci is, gonna, is exposed. Uh, Gates is exposed. I think Klaus Schwab is exposed. World Economic is exposed. World Economic Forum, the globalists, etc. And they want to preserve their systems and their, their, their lives or whatever, their freedoms. So they will do whatever they have to do to maintain their position. I mean, that's, that's the reality, I believe. So we have to realize that and that, you know, they can create storms just like they can with the Harper, et cetera. I want to get into that. But they can create economic political storms wherever they want to. Uh, so... Uh, and another thing that's kind of good about this, and to take it away, is that it really unites the people of the world. So because we look at the, uh, they, they like to say useless eaters. I like to say they're the useless ones. And I like to quote uh, Buck Minister Fuller when he says, if you want to take them on, basically not necessarily them, but take it on a, a situation at that change, that's a bad situation, then create the alternative that makes them obsolete. Create the alternative that makes them obsolete. So that's, I think, what we have to do in our society to do that. That's what we're trying to do with the National Arm. Well, I, I, I agree. It's um, they, they have a lot of power to, to um, establish uh, what's going to happen next. And uh, um, war is a great distractor. Um, so, um, they can, they can start a war anytime they want. Um, and, and, you know, they just, they just started firing missiles at Yemen. Um, so, um, that's, that's potentially what that is. There's a movie about that, right? Wag the dog. 
<laughs> right, that's right on Wag the Dog, something like that. Yeah, and and you know they're in a they're they're um, they're in a slow destruction plan to destroy the United States with with uh, deficit spending, uh, destroying the dollar as the international currency, allowing destroying our sovereignty by opening our borders. I mean, what's happening on the border? Is intentional. They're they're getting pats on the back um, for allowing millions of people across the border. Sure. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing. Texas put up um, um, wire um, fencing, and the border patrol came and cut it down. Yeah. I mean, it seems, it seems, like, it seems like treason. That's what it seems like. When treason is yes, we have a lot of treason going along on, and uh, it's um, again the problem is so huge that it's that uh, uh, it's it's hard for people to to accept that uh, we are living um, through this time where where the government is is trying to destroy our own government is trying to destroy the United States. Our, it's hard to believe. You know, you, you mentioned the United States, and that, that is the, because of our heritage and, and our belief in freedom and our Constitution and Bill of Rights that keeps us free, uh, I, you know, we're targeted big time because if we fall, I mean, the rest of the world is, you know, probably likely to fall too, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to defend ourselves. Just recently, we had what a call to action. I mean, I'm so glad that Grace actually invited me to be on the show here. But so hopefully, we can communicate later. I'm interested in, in the uh, you told me the different states that maybe we'd be more open to uh, grand juries like South Dakota and things like that. Mm-hmm. But also, action on our website. If you go to nationalarm.org, and this page on the top, uh, you know, we just created. And at least 25 different areas that we're trying to see if people would be interested and get involved with. And uh, and uh, we're just trying to gauge the interest. And we're trying to then maybe create white papers on that to try to create ideas for this new society. If they're trying, and it, it will implode it, as you mentioned, the dollar bill, they will under, they're undermining it as well as they can. And they want to bring this, this slave currency in. This digital central bank digital currency. So there's opportunities there, and I would be interested just to see it. You, know, you go down, it's kind of interesting. You hit like uh, maybe there's all different areas. Maybe health, and you hit it, and that's something. And and or or you hit uh, it, it could be on uh, the the, the uh, government agencies, or it could be on the UN and things of that nature. But there's commentary, and then there's people where people can get involved. But anyway, what we're trying to do is when we set National Arm up, the first project was the grand jury because right in front of us was the COVID. But the long-term background wasn't, if that never happened, they still have their plans to implode the economy and to carry their new world order out under the Great Reset with transhumanism. So that's a big problem. So if even this vaccine disappeared, we still have the problem of globalists in our country 
controlling our media, controlling our government, controlling our major institutions, our educational institutions. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Before, before you respond, uh, Attorney Junkers, I, I just want to post this so that it can really get encrypted in our audience. You both mentioned already the corruption of the government, but let me just read it, it that the position of the United States is that government corruption cannot be presented to a grand jury because of our corrupt government will not allow it. But the powerful thing is that now we know that we have the power to do it. So we the people. So, and I, I, I don't know, as a mother, when I was raising my son and I end into a difficulty because I was a single parent, I always know that in that difficulty, there's always a solution. So keep that in mind, folks. And for all of you who want your the civil, civil liberties and be really a reality. So I'll yield to Dr. Attorney Jankas. Well, I've, I actually was on your website yesterday, uh, National Arm uh, yesterday, and I forget why I was there, but it's, it's, um, uh, this is an example, an exciting example of, of how the grassroots can uh, battle. And we, we have the power because we are so many. The, public, the population, the billion, billions of people in the world really have the power. And uh, there were, we only, uh, only, we only fall if we, if we obey what the globalists are uh, trying to make us do. And uh, so it, the, the secret is to not obey. And uh, I think there are um, analogs and, and uh, to that for um, Eastern European countries. How, how did Czechoslovakia become free? Um, it's, it's through uh, continued resistance by the population. And uh, that's what, um, what we need to encourage people to do. And it's, it's a matter of, of uh, educating or getting the word out so that people understand. And I think um, a lot of people know um, that there are problems. Uh, there's some... I, I view with um, um, optimism some of the polls where, for example, 40% uh, of the people, people polled say that they didn't believe that the 2020 election was fairly decided. That, that's a massive number of people who realize that the, the 2020 election was rigged. Um, and, and uh, people are voting with their feet. They're not getting new um, COVID shots, but they're also stopping, uh, uh, they're, they're not getting childhood vaccines. The resistance on childhood vaccines, I think, is, has grown dramatically. Uh, and and uh, the, the, um, the globalists have exposed themselves. And you're right. Um, I, I, I love this, uh, 
this van with wanted Bill Gates on the side. I, I, I love that um, because um, they, they are wanted and there will be accountability for those people. And I can't wait to see uh, Fauci um, convicted and inside a jail cell. And hopefully Bill Gates the same uh, because he is instigating um, a huge instigator for these this massive harm and crime against the public. Oh, I bet both of you may know already that, you know, um, the Boise County already um, also advised against use of genetic biologic vaccine platform technology on the child vaccine schedule. So that's a win, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I also saw from the article of Sasha Latipova early this January that there are 200 servicemen who demand military leadership to be court-martialed for forced experimentation on troops. So little, little bit, you know, small turtle steps, but that could really make a big difference. So don't fret. Okay, don't don't lose hope. And I'm glad we're both with lawyers who are hopeful. And so, uh, and Dr. Attorney Junkers, would you like to also invite them for the upcoming uh, uh, live stream? Yeah, we have um, a live stream. COVIDCon does have a live stream this month on, on January 23rd. Um, it's um, uh, to announce um, COVID Beyond the Cons plan for uh, county level grand jury petitions. So we're doing uh, something along the same lines as, as uh, uh, National Arm to go uh, more local with uh, grand jury petitions. And uh, that, that's going to be announced on beyondthecon.com at five o'clock on January, Pacific time on January 23rd. And I mentioned before that if you want to listen to the replay on December 5, so you can do that, but subscribe so that you can be, you know, you, you no one should be telling you already to remind you, but that subscription to at beyondacon.com will give you that information. Okay. And um, I also want you to encourage also to donate for, you know, through these organizations. I have, if you go again to beyondacon.com, there's a donation there. And also uh, feel free, I also posted a donation for, um, at, at the website of uh, Attorney Junkers. And of course, when you go to David Myers-Winkle's website, uh, nationalarm.org, there's a donate button there. They're not, if, if you can donate so a big amount, feel free. If you can donate a small amount, a one time continuing, just do something, okay? Do something. <laughs> if, if not, share, share, share. And again, that'd be on the con .com. So any more um, last words for uh, my two powerful lawyers, feel free to just, Well, I guess um, uh, 
the the um, silver lining for all this is that um, maybe a sleeping giant has been awoken and the population has the power to overcome this. Um, and uh, for what I do in court cases, um, there are still some court cases out there yet to be decided that could dramatically change things. For example, I'm, I'm challenging Oregon's vaccine mandate, and it's in the Ninth Circuit. Uh, I'm waiting an opinion from the Ninth Circuit panel. Um, I had oral argument back in September, so it's been uh, four months now. Um, I'm waiting on an opinion. That opinion could um, be a good opinion for us and send us back to the district court to try that case. Um, so um, I, I love the fact that uh, there's a case in the United States Supreme Court now on censorship. Uh, Missouri versus Biden um, is now in the United States Supreme Court being briefed at this time. So um, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic and um, I'm looking forward to um, uh, victories, many victories. Well, David? I'm, I'm also optimistic. I, I think there may be some tough times ahead. I think we are in a, a spiritual war and that... Uh, those that are in power don't want to lose that power, and they've been in power for quite a long time. And that uh, they, uh, this is like a call to action for the human race. If we want to preserve ourselves as as ourselves, basically, and and elevate ourselves in a in a true and moral spiritual manner, that uh, we cannot allow these crimes of the, the vaccine crimes to go unaddressed and uh, we cannot allow them to control our minds through the media and through the education systems and control our bodies through the medical system as they have it now, that we really have to uh, resurrect a new thought pattern that uh, we are going to uh, be free and that our countries are going to be sovereign and not just for the United States, although that's where it starts, right in our own country, but for the whole entire world. That those that are in control are not demons possessed by a demonic influence, thoroughly, thoroughly evil that they can uh, present themselves in different ways, but uh, that in the long run, that these are ways to disempower people and empower themselves. So we have a work path for us for sure. The key is for people to start work waking up, and I believe they are. Uh, they had... I think it's calculated and they brought a lot of good people into the same arena, so to speak. 
people that were part of their system, their corrupt system, and didn't know it. Now they know it. They see the system for what it is, a great evil, exploited evil, a demeaning evil, an evil that uh, does not care about people, that does not have a heart, that feels. And uh, I think it's the opportunity now for human beings to truly uh, transcend the limitations we've had historically and enter a new era. So in a way, they're doing us a great favor if we take that opportunity and always remember that freedom is, is the utmost importance. And for a country, a sovereignty is of utmost importance. And that we do this not only with great reason, but with great love for each other. Thanks. Thank you both. And um, for our audience, help me to continue this work. And let me also help you through your wellness. So I'm posting the links there where if you need to get in touch with me or ask for my recommendations for complimentary medicine or ways i can vouch you that i can help you because i've been doing this for a long long time even before the so-called pandemic is okay because once you get your health together or you know the right resources then you will not fall into the trap especially i don't want you to end up just being at the hospital when you know that there's so many who either had more complications once you go there or they're gone. All right. So take care of yourselves and thank you so much, Attorney Junkers, Attorney David Meiswinkel, and please subscribe and help everyone in this platform. And don't let anyone or anything take the joy out of your life. Take care. <laughs>